We are back for another edition of the SQ Sports Podcast. Uh, we once again got the duo on, myself, Shane, and uh, the man Q. Q, how you doing? Good, man. Good. Uh, we're in an exciting time um, in the NBA season. One, possibly two games left in the actual season, and just eight days out uh, on the day of recording from the NBA draft. All the Anthony Davis news has been swirling. Um, we'll have a podcast that comes out before the draft specifically to break down that. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the upcoming games in the final in the past couple games, especially with KD. And then we'll get into the Anthony Davis saga that has seemingly progressed um, a lot over the past couple of days. But I think we should start it off with uh, the KD injury. Obviously, if you're an NBA fan, you saw in uh, Game 5, KD played for the first time in about five weeks um he had that calf strain and never really came out what the exact injury was um he decided to go for it uh what we've heard is the green light was given from the doctors given from the gm down uh kd agreed he went out there he lit it up in the first quarter he had 11 points three for three from three and then uh two minutes into the second quarter um he ended up rupturing his achilles which we now know uh he got surgery on it today so, Q, what what do you think about this? You think this is just kind of not non-preventable? You think KD should have looked out for himself more? What what what's the angle you're taking on this? Um, I mean, if I were, I don't. I mean, obviously, I wasn't. I'm not a doctor, and I wasn't there looking at his, you know, X-rays and MRIs and stuff. But I, I mean, we everyone knew it was risky, like because it was clear that it wasn't just like a calf strain. Yeah. Um. Because everybody thought he tore his Achilles the first time. Yeah. Like, yeah. like hobbling off, grabbing his leg. Um, but Steve Kerr said that the Warriors doctors, KD's doctors, and KD and the training staff all agree that he should play. So, I mean, I mean, I, don't, I can't – obviously now it looks terrible, but I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, what I kind of think about it is even even like before game five, people were starting to get restless and starting to question, like, like does KD even want to be out there? Is he just milking it to get to the offseason? Mm-hmm. And I guess that's fair, and you're always going to have those critics. And for we know KD listens to what everyone's saying. Um, so I think, I think he kind of put that pressure on himself. Like, I'm going to go out and prove to everyone that I can do this, even if I might only be, like, 90%, and there is chance of re-injury. Um, I don't think anyone thought it was going to come down to an Achilles tear. I mean – I was just saw uh, Steve Kerr said that um, he and the, the all the doctors agreed that the worst thing they thought was going to happen was just a reaggravation of the calf strain. Um, obviously, it didn't go that way, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely see why KD did what he did just because of his personality and kind of people. The critics were starting to come out, um, and I say he didn't get hurt and he, he led the Warriors back. Uh, and and they came back from three one down like that's that's a legacy type moment. Um, but e- even so, I think I don't think they were gonna win game five without the twelve minutes that he put in. They're like plus nine in those twelve minutes. Ended up winning by a point. Um, so he did help them in that sense. But long term, wh- what are the implications long term? Because I know originally I-, I said he's gonna get to max either way. And then you brought up the point about how it's gonna completely shift the whole direction of free agency with guys like Kyrie and stuff like that so what is what do you think about that now um see a lot of people are saying he's just gonna opt in but like I mean if, I guess it's kind of if he's getting the max if he's getting the full max, even like a three-year max from another team will probably take it um yeah like I I don't know like if you're the Knicks would you still do it because it's, it's pretty obvious they aren't getting AD um and it seems I, like all the um all the momentum for Kyrie is headed to Brooklyn or elite like Brooklyn. Or, I mean, I guess the Knicks are still in on Kyrie yeah. and I don't see, I, I, I don't think Kawhi is going there. Um, and I, like, I'm not sure if they were even going to go to the Knicks with KD going there, but now that he's definitely not playing next year, it might never be the same. Like, I feel like they definitely aren't. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that matters for guys like, um, like, like Butler or Kemba, like the kind of the, the lower tier, not the lower, like there's like three tiers, probably it's like KD, Kyrie and Kawhi, and then it's like Butler and Kemba, and then it's like uh, uh, Tobias Harris and like Middleton are like the third tier. Yeah. For the second tier guys, like it could 
because those are the guys that are trying to team up. Like if they're going to leave, they're probably going to try to team up somewhere. Um, and I know a lot of people felt like Durant was going to go to the Lakers. I don't think he's, I don't think the Lakers would do that now. That'd be a big risk um, with an old LeBron. And they, if they're, I mean, it seemed like they're about to trade their whole team for AD. That'd be a really big risk. So yeah, I feel like, I mean, I don't I think he's just going to stay now. I feel like the Warriors are going to offer him like five years for like, if not the max, like very close to the max. Yeah. I mean, I'm, as much as I don't want that to happen, I'm starting to kind of tend to agree with you just purely based off the point. Yeah. Like if Katie does end up signing with the Knicks, is Kemba going to take a flyer once on one seat, like sign there and knowing that they're not even going to be as good as Charlotte was last year with Katie out. So it's just going to be like a wasted year for whoever, does end up sliding uh, to the Knicks, for example, with him. Um, so I think it definitely, definitely changes a lot because the buzz was really starting to go about Kyrie and KD teaming up, which I thought would have been really interesting. Uh, and then you get the whole LeBron compared to KD type thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I am starting to lean with you that he's just going to re-sign because I, I don't think – I mean, I haven't, I haven't really looked into the, the 2020 class um, of free agents, but I don't think KD is going to want to go to a New York or Brooklyn if it's just him signing this year. Even if he isn't playing all next year, I think he wants something more guaranteed than that. Um, so do you even know who – I think that – It's not a good class. Not a good class, yeah. Uh, I guess, I mean, AD is going to be a free agent. but Yeah, but – I assume if he goes to the Lakers, I mean, he's pretty much off the market. Yeah. Then you have Lowry, thirty four. Hayward has an opt out, will probably opt in. Uh, yeah, yeah. For Millsap. Sure. I assume Millsap's gonna opt in this year for thirty mil. Um I mean those probably still be good at that point, but like, you know, that's not not yeah, not what you're looking Yeah, um, this cut, yeah. Same with Hor Horford's gonna be thirty four. DeRozan has an opt out, but I feel like he's probably gonna opt into that. Stay. Yeah, I, what what I mean he'll probably well, opt in. I don't think he's getting like twenty eight million next time, even if he's still pretty good. I think I, 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 what if KD ends up going to the Knicks and then no one else lands there and then come 2020 and then it's, it's like a Mitchell Robinson, KD, RJ Barrett and Kevin Knox type thing. I think that's like the worst case scenario for Durant at the moment. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Especially, yeah, the Knicks just like, there was a chance, there was a really, there was a chance they were going to have like KD, uh, Kyrie and AD, especially if they got the first pick. Cause I think they would have definitely traded for AD uh, if they got Zion. Just considering AD said he would stay, um, or he was interested in going to the the Knicks. Maybe I mean, I'm, you know, he might not stay, but he was interested in going there. Um, and then once I got the third pick, it was like, all right, they'll get Barrett. They're still getting KD, and now that KD's hurt, and Kyrie's probably going to the Nets. It's like, I don't know. I mean, that now now that like goes back to the Porzingis trade because they they cleared a lot of space for by trading Porzingis. Um, obviously, it's like a more layered situation because of the injury and stuff, but. Yeah, it's just it's it's like a mess. It was already a mess in free agency, and now it's like a bigger mess. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. It, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And that first domino that we'll get to later in the podcast that's going to fall is definitely going to be AD, and I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Um, but to more on court stuff, um, do you think the Warriors actually have a chance? Because I think the Raptors are going to go into Oracle and, and win it in Game Six. Um, I, I, I mean, for how bad they shot the ball in game five and they still basically handed the – I know they were base, they were down the whole game, but up six with three minutes left, they basically handed the Warriors the game at the end there. And they shot an eight for 32 from three, and the Warriors shot like almost 50% from downtown. So, I mean, I, I think that's not going to continue, and I, I see the Raptors winning game six. Uh, I think the Warriors are going to win game six and then – the Raptors are winning seven. I just can't imagine the. I, I I just don't even want to think about the Warriors taking it to seven and then winning a game seven just because of how much the internet will explode and how much like yeah. we all collectively hate the Warriors. God, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be that would just be, be yeah, would be bad situation for everyone. But uh, I mean, see, the thing that I've noticed with the Raptors in the playoffs is that like momentum doesn't mean anything either way. Yeah. Because versus Orlando, they lost, like, game one. And it kind of seemed like the old Raptors were coming back, and then they just, like, completely spanked Orlando. And then the second round, um, 
they looked amazing in game one and then they lost the next two. And in game three, they got blown out and it seemed like, Oh, it was done. And then they won a close game four and then they blew out, they blew them out in game five. And then the Sixers came back and blew them out in game six. And then, so it's just, and then Milwaukee, they were down too low and it didn't matter. So like, I can't, it's like, I can't get a read on this team. And I think it's just because yeah. of like, how like even keel Kawhi is like, especially cause he's been there before. Um, he just doesn't like get too high or too low. Yep. Um, but I still think I just I just don't see the Warriors losing. I don't know why. I just don't see them losing Game Six. Yeah, I mean it, that'd be especially here, especially because like now they know Durant's not playing. They don't have like they don't have to go in like to pra- the practices um, today and yesterday. They didn't have to go in like wondering if KD was coming back. They just know he's not going to play. So I think that'll help them. It'll be like more stable. Yeah, but then it begs the question: You need someone else to step up and score points besides Clay and Steph, even. Clay and Steph combined for 65, like where, where are the other 40 points coming from to win that game? I think that's going to be the question. Um, and, I, I, I mean, Boogie has had his ups and downs. Like he definitely stops the flow at times, but he's had a couple good games. What, uh, in game – The two games that they won, he played well. Yeah, the two games, yeah, in game two and five, he played well. Um, so I think they, he they, – I mean, they need him because they're, they're so outsized. Yeah, every level, especially without KD, because when they have KD, they can afford to play like Draymond at the five because KD's still like pretty. He's like has good length. Yeah, he, he's like protect the rim a little bit. Like yesterday, I thought he played in the whatever ten minutes he played, twelve minutes. I thought it, like his defense actually looked good on Siakam, which they needed because Siakam was so many Bakker. One, they're getting like a million offensive rebounds, and they're just scoring at, like there's no one to protect him at the paint, especially now that Looney's hurt. So, um, and that's why yeah. Boogie came up big in the two games that they won because they actually, like, his defense wasn't terrible at the rim. Uh, he did foul Gasol at the end of game six, but they didn't, they didn't call it. But still, like, just having a guy there that's a, that can alter shots is really important. So. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think, like, a guy like Quinn Cook and Sean Livingston need to be productive off the bench, too. And you need, like, 15 combined out of those guys. Um, because, yeah, I mean, obviously Stephen Clay can get you 60, 70 points, but you need to find those other 30, 40 points if you want to win this game because Toronto has shown that they'll put, they're going to put up probably at least 100, right around 100 every game. So, um, I mean, and it's tough when you have, are you playing a team like Toronto that plays tremendous team defense. Not only do they play tremendous team defense individually, they're all pretty solid lockdown defenders, from Lowry to Siakam to Leonard and even – kind of Gasol. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a challenge for the Warriors. I don't see him – I don't – I see him losing game six. So you see him taking it to seven and losing. I see, Yeah, and, and I don't really think – I'm not – I'm not not worried about them winning the next two games, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If, if, so, if, if we were to put, pose the hypothetical, if I told you the Warriors win the series 4-3 – what do you think happens? Do you think it's Steph goes off for 40 points or do you think it's a guy like Cousins or Cook like contributes heavily? What, what do you think the way for the Warriors to win these next two games is? I think it just – I think it depends on Draymond. So I feel like in the losses, Draymond hasn't played well. Yeah. Um, especially the two um, games three and four, I thought he looked like super out of control and he wasn't able to get to his spots. Um and he, I mean, he finally started hitting shots in game five. Like, it was brutal. He was missing – him and Iggy were missing everything um, when he finally started figuring it out. But it seems like every time he plays well, they, they win. Like, even, like, obviously, Curry and Clay are be- – I mean, Clay is arguably better than Draymond. Curry is obviously better than Draymond. But, when, like, if Draymond's playing well, like, they're just, like, unbeatable. Because he knows – like, he just knows how to find Steph and KD. Like, obviously, it's easy to find Steph and KD because they're so good at moving off the ball. But still, like, he knows – he has such yeah. good chemistry with him that, like, he can just, like, throw it into the corner before Curry's even there and Curry will catch it. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So, I think if Draymond plays well, I think they're going to win. Um, okay. That's a fair take. I think the, the also thing to watch with Draymond is the uh, six technicals. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. I guess if he, gets in, if he gets – so, does if he gets in game seven, like, does he get – ejected or uh i don't think or, so I, maybe it just like um i, I think over the next year or yeah maybe i think it'd carry over to next year and yeah. but honestly like dude, watching him like yeah i understand like everyone complains but the way he does it just so egregiously and just the way like he's like stomping on the floor and yelling 
he should get teed up way more than he does, I think. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, he's gotten away with it so much. Yeah, but then on the other side... Like, he's trying to be, like, self-aware about it. Like, in the first round, he was like, oh, yeah, my kid's watching. i got to stop. And then he just keeps doing it. Yeah. And, but the, and on the other side of that card, like, you know that the league is going to tell the officials to eat their whistles on Draymond, call him a text in game six, because you don't want that whole storyline, oh, like, the refs think it's about them, the refs are ruining the finals, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I, I find it hard, and I, I really, I mean, I, I hope, I hope someone like because literally what he does, he could get teed up once or twice a game every game. So I think it, I think it would be pretty funny if uh, they, they forced a game seven and, and Draymond got a um, his seventh tech in game six. Uh, I I don't think that'll happen though because I think the league is gonna is gonna tell the officials to back off. But, or they or they would just like rescind it after the game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Any other any other notes you got? Um, on this series in general? So, like, I guess – you do you think Kawhi's staying? I think he's staying. I think he's staying too, yeah. I think he's going to stay. Lose? If they lose, I, if they lose, I don't think he'll stay. If they lose, like, embarrassingly, I think he might leave. But if they lose, like, on, like, they barely lose game six and then game seven's, like, down to the wire and, like, they somebody on the Warriors makes a crazy shot to win or something – uh, I well, feel like he would still say. Also, I think I think I, I think Kawhi. Honestly, like it's weird to say because I I agree. Like, it, oh, I think if I'm saying this, and then I'm just going to contradict myself. I think like if they win, he's going to stay, and I think if they lose in seven, he's obviously in seven, he's going to leave. But then there's also a thought in my mind where it's like Kawhi. It, the outcome of this series, the outcome of this whole season like really isn't going to affect what Kawhi is going to do. Like Kawhi is going to do what he wants to do, like regardless of what happens. Um, yeah. See that, like, I, obviously it's hard to get like a read on Kawhi. Um, just Cause like, he's so, you know, aloof, I guess, but um, it's like, he's had like moments now. Like if they just won yeah. normally, it'd be like, all right, you know, they were probably going to win anyway. Cause they're probably the best team to eat. Like throughout this year, a lot of people thought they were the best team to eat. but like that he had the game winner. And then like, um, like game six versus Milwaukee, he had like that insane stretch where he kept getting steals, and he had that like poster on Giannis. Yep. And like, I found. Oh, would have capped it off great if they didn't blow uh, that game five because then he would have. If you would have hit the winner at game five, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, that would have been insane. I mean, uh, like, I mean, it's already like an all-time run. Yeah, the Warriors played perfect defense on that. Yeah. Um, Got to give him credit. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I mean, Kawhi is going to be an interesting storyline because nothing gets gets out from him and his camp that he doesn't want to get out, and it's basically just going to be talking heads, kind of just saying, "Oh, he's going to stay," or "Oh, he's going to the Clippers." Um, yeah, I don't believe any of the Knicks stuff either. Like a lot of people, somebody's reporting that the Knicks are like have a shot, but I don't, I don't believe that in the slightest. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's Clippers um, or stay for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, and also, so going forward for the Raptors, uh, outside of Kawhi, who do you think's the most important player to help them wrap it up? I, I think, I think that's a toss up because well, I think Kyle Lowry is kind of getting shamed for that last shot, but he actually played really well in Game Five. I know, like his shooting numbers don't always look it, but he had like he he was he was passing the ball well, and he plays like. Decent, decent enough defense. I don't know. I feel like Kyle Lowry kind of gets the short end of the stick. He's just kind of easily memeable. Um, but I mean, he was a plus four, and they lost by one. So I, whatever you want to look into the plus minuses. Um, what do, do you have any huge take on Lowry? I thought he played well, but I thought I thought he played well for the majority of the game. But I thought the last like three minutes, he didn't really play that well. Like he didn't really seem to have any control. Yeah, like okay. He did the two previous games? He did like in a really big way. Like he was amazing in games three and four. Um, even if he wasn't scoring that much, he was still like just playing really well. Um, and I know he got blocked at the end. It wasn't his fault. He didn't just break off the stack for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's Siakam because in the two games they've lost, Siakam has not played well. Um, game two, he was five of eighteen after that insane game one, where he shot eighty-two percent from the field, and then. Um, Played pretty well in three and four, and then game five he was six of fifteen, 
Um, only had two assists, didn't have any blocks, only had one steal, and he was minus five. <clears throat> um, it seems like he's when, – when he's going on offense, they, there really is nothing you can do because yeah. he's – and he, now he's hitting like step-back jumpers, which is insane um, considering where he was. But um, it's just when he goes to the rim, he makes so many weird layups. And I don't know how he does it because – like I didn't even know who he was before, like last year. Yeah, like, I didn't know he was the draft. I don't remember. I don't either. I, I just didn't pay attention to when the Raptors drafted that year in the, their second. I guess they they picked Pirtle. I remember that, but um, I didn't remember them taking Siakam. I didn't know who he was in college, and I see him making these like insane scoop layups and stuff. And then defensively, he he can actually guard like at least four positions and probably five positions. So I think if he's going in Game Six, they they had a pretty good shot. Yeah, and I. Just, just even looking at the box score without, without, like, with just look straight looking at the box score. If he just doesn't shoot a three, like they're he's he's zero for twelve in the last four games from deep. But I mean, he's scoring pretty good. And if you take out all those threes, his his field goal percentage like goes up exponentially. Um, I know, obviously, it's kind of like the case on the other side with Draymond and Iggy. If if they're leaving you open, you got to take it. Uh, but at some point. Um, if he just kind of cuts the three-point ball out for the next two games, and you're you're saving three possessions a game, I mean that could that could be the difference. Uh, yeah, see, when Siakam's going, like there's really nothing you can do because just like the length and size that Siakam and Leonard have, like it's just kind of impossible to match up with them when they're both on. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you look at the Raptors, like I, I assume the Warriors were favored. I didn't look at the odds. Um, even before, even like without KD, I assume they're favorited, but they really are like the perfect matchup for the Warriors, because Lowry, even if he's not like an amazing defender, he's still gonna hound Curry. Uh, same with Van Fleet, because they're both undersized. But like, the, Van Fleet's like mauling Curry every time. Um, yeah. And then Gr- yeah. Danny Green can match up pretty well with Clay, and then Kawhi can obviously match up with, um, I mean, I guess Iggy. Or McKinney, obviously. I mean, obviously, Kawhi can match up with those two. And then Siakam's like the perfect counter for Draymond, as like the super versatile four that can like pass pretty well and like play defense. And then yeah. Gasol, Gasol and Boogie, like Gasol gives every center problems. And I saw it firsthand, obviously, um, just because he's so like he's so disciplined, and he's still like pretty mo- like he's not. He's not great on like switches, but he's not like awful. He's not like as bad as Boogie is when he gets switched onto a guard, which they kept doing at the end, and it was driving me nuts um, that the Warriors kept him in, especially because at the end Boogie was getting cooked. But and like if you go to their bench, like they still have Ibaka, and Ibaka is like a super versatile big man. Yep. Um, and they have Powell, who Powell can guard like three positions. Van Fleet is playing out of his mind, at least shooting. Like I can't like I can't believe what's going on with Van Fleet. Yeah, no, it yeah, was so yeah. bad. For like the first what like nine games of the playoffs or the first two rounds basically and then he just turned um, it on yeah he started hitting every three and then i'm trying to think who's the other guy that's playing a lot the raptors you see uh he's not playing a lot but mccall got a couple minutes in McCall, the game, yeah McCall, he i mean if he went if they win tomorrow he's a three-time champ yeah that's pretty funny um who uh well did og play last night because i know he's a no player. they said um apparently Apparently they said they were saving him if Durant played, so he was active. But then when he left the game, like, yeah, he's just, just because I mean, uh, I forgot about Anobi. The fact that they yeah, that Anobi is kind of kind of impressive because he's like yeah. probably their third best wing defender. I yeah, think. he's gonna be a good addition next year. I mean, I, I, yeah, because uh, uh, bold comparison, but Anobi seems like a he's built the same way and he comes in with the same tools that Kawhi came into the league with. So even if Kawhi did leave, like obviously that, that's a, I'm not saying Ananobi's going to come close to fulfilling what Kawhi did, but Ananobi's more of a three and D type of player. But then again, that's kind of what people said about Kawhi. Um, so, I mean, you got a wing player kind of filling that role mm-hmm. either way. So, um, yeah, I mean, it'll be an interesting, uh, interesting, hopefully one more, I mean, hopefully, I just don't want to see it go seven because I don't want the Warriors to get that chance in a game seven. But uh, two more games of basketball would be nice. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. So I guess we'll move on to uh, the AD talk. 
We've been talking about AD um, since the trade deadline in February, um, probably even a little bit before that. And it seems like we've had four months of talk and the past two days there has been more news about everything than there has been at least relevant news um, over the past like four months of talk. Uh, It seems like a deal is going to get done in the next 48 hours. I know uh, David Griffin wants to get a deal done before the draft because he wants to have that pick in hand. Um, So I think I I know we, we disagree a little bit on this. I think that I don't, I don't, I don't think, I think the Lakers should, like be wary of what they're giving up. Like I don't think they should just sell the farm. Um, I'm fine with Zoe Ingram four and a future protected pick, but I don't think you should give anything more than that because you know AD wants to be a Laker. Um, I guess you can say that they've missed before on stuff like this, like Paul George, um, for instance, and they, they ended up not coming to L.A., but I just feel like the situation's different, and I think other teams are going to be deterred a little bit. I know the Kawhi situation um, says otherwise, but with Rich Paul coming out and saying to the Celtics, it's going to be a one-year rental. I don't. I just don't see how how Ainge is going to is going to still make that move. I mean, <clears throat> like if I'm like I, I'm. I'm high on Ingram and I'm low on Kuzma. So if if like if if it's Kuzma holding up the Lakers, I feel like that's dumb. What so what I, if I'm, I wouldn't mind giving up the farm for AD. So so yeah, yeah. So what if it was I feel like I feel like everyone besides you sees Kuzma in a higher light than Ingram. Would you agree or, or not? I don't because if one he's a lot older. People forget Kuzma was like a four-year college player. <clears throat> and Ingram was like the youngest player in his draft. And also, I just – he's not a good defender at all. And he's like an okay shooter. And he's just like – I don't know. I don't think he's bad. Like, he's he's good. He's not a bad yeah. player. But, like, shot 30% from three last year. Um, and he shoots a lot. Like, he's not like a playmaker either. I don't know. I just don't – he'd be a good – he'd be good, like, off the bench. But I think Ingram can actually be, like, really good. But he needs to work. I mean, he needs to start shooting more threes. But defensively, yeah. he's a lot better than Kuzma. His playmaking is really underrated. And he's just, like – I mean, eventually people are going to stop saying he needs to add muscle because they've been saying it for, like, four years. And yeah. he hasn't really added any muscle. So that's probably wow. the most concerning part. And the the thing with his, uh, the blood clot, I think that got cleared up. Um, they said he's going to – I think they said he's going to be fine. Obviously, I think they said that for Bosh. But still. Um, and then that those last six games that he played before he had the blood clot thing, he was let me see what he averaged. Hold on. He averaged um two, three, four, right here. He averaged twenty-eight, seven, and three. And he shot oh, he shot fifty-three percent from three. So that was probably a little unsustainable. But he looked like a like a, a superstar. Yeah. At the end of the season before he got hurt. And like he was, he was always a bad fit with LeBron, and he'd also probably be a bad fit with Zion. But at least both are young. Like you know, like LeBron's not changing for Ingram, and no. Ingram like wasn't ready to change, I guess. But I, th- I just think he's way better than Kuzma. I think he, I at the moment, I don't think he's way better, but I think he has a way higher ceiling. Yeah, that's yeah, that's more what I mean. I'd say yeah, right now they're probably comparable in terms of like production, but the fact that he's three years younger, but. The thing is, okay, but so so the deal is right now, uh, the Lakers are sent would send Ingram, Lonzo, and four. I think the reason the Lakers, I mean, probably the Lakers agree that Ingram's a better player and has a way higher ceiling. But the reason the Lakers, I feel like, want to keep Kuzma so bad is he's controllable for two more years at such low money, and so then you have the flexibility to go out there and sign two more max guys. I know Ingram's Ingram's contract is what, like six million more, but he also doesn't have that uh, second or what one extra year of uh, control that Kuzma does have. Um, yeah, he's due to get paid. I did see something about um, 
like a third team being involved and then Ingram going to the third team. What, what I was, I think, I think it was like, um, like who's picking seven? Uh, it wasn't the Bulls. Uh, it was like the the Hawks or the Wizards were interested in sending one of their picks for Ingram, and then they would get Ingram, and the Pelicans would get the pick. What I was hearing, uh, just like a couple of minutes before we started recording, um, Woj was on SportsCenter, and he said that, like, obviously there's been the whole like third team holdup. Woj has been sa- uh, said that um, the Pelicans want the. Uh, and you said this earlier that they're trying to shop the number four pick for a young star or like an, an older, more like, like veteran uh, guy who's also like kind of a star. I don't understand who would trade a, like a quote unquote, like star or even budding star for the fourth pick. Like, Neither do I. Just crazy on that. Like, like people were trying to throw Bradley Beal in that, but like yeah. I don't all the Wizards trade Bradley Beal. I mean, I would trade TJ Warren for the fourth pick. Dude, I don't even know if I would. Like, I don't know. That's I would. If I were the Suns, I would definitely do that. Would you Especially trade? I got hosed in the draft. I would definitely do that. Yeah, but, but, like, but four is like, like people are throwing like um like four and Ingram for Beal, and I think Beal is worth a lot more than that. Yeah, I, because I, like if you're the Wizards, so you're either getting Garland, who's like I think will be good, but one you already have John Wall locked up, which whatever happened there, but. I don't think Garland's ever going to be better than Beal. Or you take DeAndre Hunter, who's like a role player. Probably going to be a really good role player, but like a role player. Or you take Culver, who I'm not really that high on. Or you take, what, Reddish? Who's like a major, major gamble. To be like a star, at least. Like, yeah. that would be dumb for the Wizards. And then I'm, I'm like, I don't know who else. Like, what? who else would be available? It seems like everyone's a free agent. Uh, oh, what do you no, mean? No, I'm saying like people available for the fourth pick, like for a trade. For a trade, yeah, I mean, I don't think any a, young stars are getting traded. Like, I don't think like Donovan Mitchell will get traded. Or I, yeah, like I just I feel like people are hold like this. This is a two guy draft, and maybe you can extend probably it three. I'd say like people will want yeah. Barrett. Like if you're re, if you're trading a star and you want to rebuild, I'd at least like I take a gamble on Barrett because I'm more confident in him becoming like a star. Even if he has flaws, I'd still yeah. But yeah, like, so that's that, the thing. Like four, yeah. What, like what's four? Exactly. Yeah. Like it's good for the Lakers that they got four, but it's not like it's, it's not perfect yeah. for the Pelicans. Although I mean, like if they get Garland, say they get the fourth pick, and then they take Garland and they have Lonzo, I think that could work. But then you have to do something with Drew. And then at a certain point, I feel like they've had like way too many young guys. If they trade Drew for like young guys, I will. Have, like, I think no. It isn't Drew on the books for like two or three more years at least. He has three more years. Yeah. So um, I mean, so so I think if you take if you if you, okay, say it's Ingram, Lonzo, Josh Hart, and four, and then you're building around a team. And so say you're not going to take Garland because you already got the backcourt of Lonzo and Drew, and you take DeAndre Hunter, and, and then you have Ingram and Zion in the fold. Like that's not a terrible. In the West, I don't think you're making the playoffs next year, but that's not. Yeah, they'd be competitive. Yeah, that's be good. Team like, and they'd be a very exciting, but like, would they want to keep Drew? Though? This is probably like the highest his value is because when he signed, a lot of people thought it was terrible, but I think now people realize like that's a pretty solid contract. Yeah. Like it's a max, but you know, he's. I'd say he's worth it. Yeah, I would agree. How good his defense is. Um, but like, I wouldn't. I don't think they would. Maybe they would want to keep Drew to like the All Star break or something. Or the the trade deadline. Um, maybe they wouldn't want to trade him right away, but <clears throat> it's like Drew's twenty nine, Zion's nineteen, Ingram's like twenty one, Lonzo's like twenty, and then whoever the fourth pick is going to be like nineteen. Do you think it would be worth keeping Drew? Like I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're not. I it, I I don't think that they're gonna be able to ever really like contend for a championship with that team it'll be they'll be competitive but then it's what can you, what they can you get for drew you think long term they couldn't um i i think i mean it, it depends the progression of of like ingram and lonzo and, and zion. Zion looks in the yeah. league. Um, i mean if they all if they all turn out how they're supposed to they all are so young though like you said zion's 19 lonzo and and ingram are 21 um, and then you and then you just have 
holiday sitting there at 29. Uh, I, I do. I kind of do like the, the makeup of that team. I think if this trade goes through and the Pelicans get some of the Lakers assets paired with Zion and Drew, I think that's going to be at least a fun team to watch um, next year. They'd be amazing on defense. They need a center, though. Yeah, I don't know they'd, if they'll they'd have no be size. ready to compete for anything more than a, a seven or eight seed. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, I don't know. Because it's, the thing is, with, with a team like Phoenix and New Orleans, like you got to build from the draft and with trade. Like you're not going to be recruiting a star there. Mm-hmm. So whatever they do with, with this trade, it's kind of like it's their, them going all in for the next four or five years. It's whatever assets they come up with. Yeah. And I still – do you think like the – obviously they could offer a better trade. But do you think Boston would? Like, that's a big risk. Yeah, I don't really understand the thing with Boston. Just because they, they already have, like, so much money on the books. Like, I know that doesn't really matter. But, like, why would AD want to go play with, like, Al Horford and, like, Gordon Hayward? Like, I understand. If, I think they, they would want to do it to try to get Kyrie to stay. But then – okay, so then I, I – under- I, you're more of like the salary cap guru than I am. I don't understand how you're paying Gordon Hayward th- next season. Gordon Hayward thirty million, Kyrie thirty million, or Gordon Hayward thirty million, Al Horford thirty million, whatever Anthony Davis is owed, and you're probably going to give him a new contract or, or no, whatever, whatever he's owed. So Anthony Davis is owed like twenty eight, whatever. So it's like ninety million, and then you're going to re-sign Kyrie. Like, how the hell does that even happen? I think they'd have to. Isn't they, like a, honestly, they probably like dump Hayward. Yeah, I don't think I don't think because they have so many firsts. Like they definitely don't. I think they're definitely going to trade one of the firsts. Isn't there like a double luxury that you can't go over? I know the cap is like one hundred nine, but yeah, it's like is it like one forty or something? Because that money just doesn't. I, work. Yeah, it's like it's called. I forget what it's called, and it's like you actually can't go over it. Yeah, um, like the hard cap is it or something? I think it's it's some weird name. I forget, and I should uh, probably know it because. Yeah, because but but in this uh, scenario, if the Celtics do make a push, like they're gonna have to do something with Gordon or Al Horford. I think they trade him. They trade him in like a first to some team that that has cat, like the Cavs or something. I wouldn't okay. Be yeah, I mean that that would make sense. I, or the Pelicans just want Hayward. I, I think know. with the KD thing, it's gonna entice Ainge to go after. Yeah, to go could, after it because. Because now Kyrie, I mean, obviously the reports of Kyrie and KD teaming up now. Kyrie's not like on an island, but it's more like if you would have said this before KD got injured, I would have said, "No way, the Celtics should go 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 this route." Like Kyrie's been disgruntled like a month after he announced he wanted to stay, and for the rest of the season, so I don't think he's coming back. But now with with all this going on, I think it'd be interesting. But does Danny Ainge want to? Literally risk everything to have. He definitely would because they he hasn't gone away. Like AD was saying, AD's camp was saying that he doesn't want to go to Boston since like January, because everybody thought like, oh, why not go to Boston? Because he'd be yeah. amazing. But like, that's that was when it came out that he didn't want to go there. That's when I was like, all right, Kyrie's definitely gone then. Like AD definitely knows that Kyrie's leaving, because that was the same time when Kyrie started like making all those comments. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this adds up. Like, AD and Kyrie are, like, apparently they're friends. And um, he definitely, like, he probably – Kyrie probably was like, yeah, I'm probably going to leave. And then AD's like, all right, I don't want to go there. Yeah, that and makes then sense. And then, he, like, it keeps coming out that Ainge doesn't care. But, like, I don't know. But It would be so right. weird to me if Ainge, of all the people that the Celtics have been linked to, they trade for the guy that, like, really doesn't want to go there. Yeah, yeah. All right, but – all right, so uh, – I think the Celtics assets compared to the Lakers are like way more fluid because they can go in, in a bunch of different ways to make the trade get done. Say they give up two first, uh, what is two first Tatum and smart too much? You think two, would it be? I think two that's first? what it would take. All right. So say they give up two, two first Tatum and smart and say 80 goes there and then Kyrie doesn't resign and 80 leaves. And now have the Celtics are just set back. Like, that's a big risk. Then they're screwed. Yeah, that's a huge risk by Ainge. They might I mean, be screwed I, anyway. Like, even if Kyrie stays, AD still might not stay. 
Yeah, that's true. And then Rich and Paul then, literally said that he told them he's not going to resign. He's not going to resign. Yeah. See, I, when one you, is tampering. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, it's just. Yeah, I think when it's explicitly stated like that from the agent, it's one thing. If it's just like a yeah. bunch of talking heads circulating it, but if it's explicitly stated. Unless, like, you just you, – your Ainge is just like, oh, my God, Boston, 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 we're so awesome. Like, we'll be able to convince him to stay. Like, you didn't with Kyrie. Like, Kyrie yeah, just like, hopped it up. Exactly. Like, they so. – like, been, there's so many guys they could have gotten. Like, they could have gotten – they probably could have gotten multiple, like, together. They probably could have gotten, like, PG, especially for what PG was traded for at the time. Um, they probably could have gotten Butler. They probably could have gotten Kawhi. Yeah, and instead, like, instead they end up with – I know these are I feel some. like Ainge is like, all right, I don't really see any of the people. Because, like, usually what happens is people, guys want to be traded before they're free – like, right before the free agents. Like, a yeah. year or two out. And he's probably looking like, all right, none of these guys seem like – like, this is the year that there's so many big free agents. And it's just kind of hard. I don't know. I saw yeah. if they don't get him, they might go after, like, Conley. But I feel like that's just, like, running in place. If they trade yeah. assets for Conley. Like, Conley's good. And he'd make them better, but maybe even better than they were with Kyrie, but it's like, he's kind of old. I think I, I I mean, I don't, I I don't think the Celtics will do this, but I think they should just stand pat and maybe try to package like 20 and 22 to move up uh, and, and, and into the, into the lottery with their other pick. And then like try to build around Tatum and Brown and just kind of cut your losses Mm -hmm. because I mean, that Brooklyn Nets fleece that, that, like, all these picks are starting to see the light of day, like, with uh, Tatum and, and, and Brown. Um, I think they should just, just kind of let them go to work. I'm not the biggest Tatum fan, but I think it's kind of his time to shine. I don't know if Ainge would ever do that. I think he wants to be more aggressive, but I don't know. Maybe, do, you and maybe, maybe value, do you think his value went down this year, like, a lot? Tatum? Yeah. I th- no, I don't think it went down a lot. I think in his short two-year career, his value is definitely higher after the playoffs last season yeah, than were. it is after these playoffs. But, I mean, I, I still think he, he by far is the best asset on the Celtics right now. Definitely, especially since, like, they probably thought the Kings pick was going to be a lot better. Yeah. And the Grizzlies – I mean, I don't know if there's a good or bad thing that the Grizzlies got the second pick because the Celtics are going to get, like, nine, which isn't that great of a pick. Yeah. And the Grizzlies got two. And, I mean, unless I – mean, I don't know how, like, game-changing John Morant's going to be. But I think he's going to be pretty game I think he's going to be really good, but maybe not right away. Like, in terms of wins. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in terms of wins. No, I think – I think the, yeah, I think that – because what? Uh, next year it's protected one through six, the Grizzlies pick? Yeah, something like that. I mean, yeah. they'll probably – I don't think the Grizzlies will be that bad next year. Especially if they yeah. keep Conley for like half the year. Yeah, I don't think they will be up out of here. But especially with the new lottery thing, you never really know. And then like they like the Clippers pick. The Clippers were trying not to make the playoffs, and then they did. And then it's like they wound up that great Clippers pick is only like what eighteen or nineteen. Uh, I think it's twenty. They got 20, 20, 20 and twenty two. Yeah. Um. And then they don't really have any other picks. Because yeah, yeah their picks are running dry now. Which is like, see, a lot of it's been like bad. Like they were in prime position to be like a dynasty, and they still might. Obviously, I mean, a lot can change. Yeah, as you consider how good. I mean, Tatum and Brown are like twenty-one, but um, like it's definitely a year ago. If you told me all these things were happening to the Celtics, I would not believe it. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, uh, if I were Ainge, I would. Whatever, Kyrie's gone, Al Horford's going to opt in, whatever, like, and then he'll be gone next year. I would try to re-sign Rozier for, like, four years. What, what, four, four for, like, 75? Four for, for Rozier? Is that a he lot? Is that a bad year, year, man. Maybe after last year I would have, but he had a bad year. Yeah, but, but oh, I think – He I, might not be, like, the best teammate. Yeah, I feel that. I, I, I know a lot, a lot of it, uh, at least, like – coming from like his camp is like being blocked by Kyrie. Like, yeah, I saw that. But I don't know. I mean, he's never been very efficient in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Like, I actually, I'm pretty high on Rozier compared to other people. He's kind of uh, old. Hey, how old is he? Was he? 25. 
Uh, yeah, it was. I think he was three years. Um, like, I'm pretty – I'm always high on point guards that can, like, shoot off the dribble. And he can. If it's not anything else, like, that's what he can do. He can hit shots off the dribble, which is, like, incredibly important. He also doesn't turn the ball over at all. Um, he only averaged .9 last year in 23 minutes a game and 1.5 the year before that. So, like, he has talent, but, like, I don't know if I would want – if I would want to pay him a lot to, like, run my offense. I don't know. Yeah, he I mean, talented, he's a pretty, like, niche type of player. Like, yeah, he definitely is. Like, and when he gets hot, he's, like – he's pretty, he's like Kyrie Light, basically. Yeah. Yeah, no, he can get well, – I don't know. I just feel like the best – option for the Celtics right now would be um to, okay so maybe not re- re-sign Rozier or like maybe not re-sign Smart uh, but keep Brown and um Tatum to build around and then use the 14th pick on a guy like Langford or like PJ Washington and then at 20 take like or even if Bull Bulls there at 14 20 take like I mean whoever like Kevin Porter whoever's on the board and I would say just use Keldon Johnson maybe like use all three picks they have in in the top twenty two, and just see what happens. And then hopefully they turn out to be good players. And if they do, then instead of just picks, like instead of a pick asset, now you have an actual tangible player that has shown something in a season or two. And then Ainge could maybe be like, well, like these two guys for whatever. But I I, I don't think that they should just willy nilly move their picks around to go in for AD who's mm. probably going to leave anyway. Yeah. They're in a, they're in a weird spot, especially since they're not technically allowed to trade for AD. Yeah. Yeah. First. And I think that puts them behind the eight ball too, because, well, I did hear that. Uh, I think uh, someone said it might've been um Windhorse, that uh, Ainge and David Griffin uh, like ha- have a history of like working together. They've been in the mm-hmm. same front office before. I think I think he said they were both in the Suns front office together at one point. Um, that was had to be a, a while ago, but yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I, actually, I do. I think they he's just going to end up going to the Lakers, and there will be a third team in there that we don't really see. But that, that that's kind of my. Do you think either the Nets or the Clippers like have a shot? I don't think the Nets do because, like, what do the Nets have to offer? I feel like most Probably of the like Levert, Allen, and like their their um, their picks. They, pretty, like, they pretty, traded their picks though, but they got they have like twenty seven now. I think. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do have the Spurs pick or, or the Nuggets. The nuggets. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't think the Nets well, like, have them. I think the, I think the Clippers do. The Clippers. I mean, do they though? I think I they think they the definitely pick. do. They it's a matter. Of and they have SGA and Shamit, and then what else do they have? Do you think? I guess Harold, but I think SGA and Shamit is like SGA and Shamit's good, but I don't. Th- I think SGA could be a star, like an all star. Especially they, they both have three more years of team control. That's true. That's true. Uh, on cheap money, Shamit would fit like would be like a guy you want to eye on because he can like Jerome Robinson too. He's he's not bad. I mean, he, he, I played one season. I forgot about that guy. He barely played. I, he probably got hurt. He only played in thirty three. I think he was in G League. That was what happened. But uh, I just forgot. I was, that was a weird pick. Looking back, like I didn't. I. I knew who he was, but I didn't know he was going to go 13. But, like, I don't I don't know. I think if the Clippers, like, if the – You know you, you know what, what would be, like, this – wait. I don't know. I, I don't – this doesn't really, like, make a lot of sense. But, like, if the Nuggets gave up – That's like, what I was thinking. Like, Murray – Murray and like Porter in their pick. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I think I think they could honestly. That's like the definitely the dark horse. Or or if it like leads into free agency, um, it's like July tenth and like Kawhi stays. Then you think the Raptors would try? Because they just saw it work. Ah, uh, they trade like Siakam and OG. yeah, and I think yeah yeah, I think they do have the tangible assets to make it work. That'd be ballsy. That would be ballsy. Ballsy. If they, but if they hit on like, if they the hit, I would go down and as a like the GM of like the century. If they hit on, yeah, those I mean, if honestly, if Kawhi stays, he's probably like the best GM. Other than like, I don't think Marcus Sauls eat Marcus. I don't know if the money would work there either. They got 
I'm looking yeah, at they the, have a lot of money. They probably maybe trade like Ibaka or something. Yeah, after the, after this season, they're kind of set. Those, I mean, it's, so if they sign Kawhi long term, <coughs> no, yeah, if like if Kawhi stays there, they can just like I assume Lowry would. I feel like Lowry like. I don't know. I heard someone say that he might like retire after next year, but I feel like he's still be able to get like a lot of money. I think he could, yeah, get, get like a three for. Like, he's old. He's like thirty-five. Yeah, he's making thirty-three mil this upcoming season, though. That's unfortunate. Yeah, they, um, they signed both Ibaka and Lauer to three-year deals that year, and then, um, but, and then I don't really know if any other teams would, um, unless like Orlando or something would try, but that'd be weird, dumb. Uh, so, all right, tell me if you would do this. If you're the Hawks, would you give up Trey? No. Eight and ten. Trey eight and ten. I do like Collins eight and ten. That mm. that might get you in the door. Collins is good. Collins is good. Trey though, I want to do Trey. I think Trey is really good. And then, uh, I think the you can find another. Is- I think you can find another John Collins if you really have to in the draft. Yeah, I feel that. And but yeah, uh, the thing is that that'd be like going all in. You'd, yeah, that'd be that'd be risky. You'd have to hope that like. AD just love playing with Trey Young because if not, you're giving up like three of your best assets. The thing is that like if AD doesn't want to play with Zion, would you really want to play with Trey Young? Obviously, they're different yeah, players, that's like, the thing I think where where it all comes full circle is like looking at it. The Pelicans situation is kind of one of the better situations for AD <laughs> because like with Drew and Zion, and then like add a shooter, like that's a good that's a good team. It would be a good team, especially on defense. But I, and then I'm I'm trying to look like through the teams. Timberwolves, no. Spurs, probably not, unless no. they're a guy on like Murray, but he hasn't played in a year. Um, Houston, no. I mean, no, no, I'm not good. At, Capella's not that good. Um, what if the Kings gave up like the Kings could if they wanted to, but I don't think AD would stay. Like they can give up like. Fox and Bagley like, give up all their recent. I'd say like Buddy and Bagley and like they, they don't have, have any picks though, do they? They have they have their future pick. They just have this year's pick. Oh. Um, I don't think they trade Fox. Buddy's kind of old. Buddy's like twenty six. Buddy's like eight like, age. Which is crazy. Yeah, Buddy is Buddy. Remember when it came out that he was like a year older than yeah. he actually was? Yeah, he's good. He's very good though. He's very underrated. I'll give him credit. Middle of the big jump, but still, like he's twenty six. Um. Miami, maybe if yeah, Miami I was thinking really Mi- want to go all in with like Winslow, Mi- Richardson, Adebayo. I could, I could, see, yeah, I could see Miami doing and their pick. They have thirteen, just and because Pat, just because Pat Riley, like, yeah, he always he, pulls stuff off. Yeah. Um, do you think? I don't think the Hornets could, right? Like, um, Monk, Bridges, and two yeah. firsts or whatever. But that was the old Bradley Beal trade that I offered that you said was crazy. I feel like um, I would say like half the league has the assets to land AD. It's just a matter of do you really want to give up like everything you've built over the past like three or four seasons to get him? Like, I think that begs the question. If they, if I, think Portland are, would, I think Portland, other than honestly, like maybe even including CJ, would be willing to. But I feel like Portland's like. They're always kind of floating around in trade talks. Like they were trying to get like PG, um, something like. Colin. What do you think's a better offer? You think Ingram, Zoe, and four, or Aiton, Josh Jackson, and six? Hmm. It's interesting because I'm very low on Jackson. Yeah, I feel that. But that's not. A, I mean, Aiton's Aiton and Zion. That'd be interesting, but because, I think I'd rather take the Lakers. Ah, I don't know though. Ingram's, they both have in, like people forget how injured Lonzo's been. He's missed like yeah. like a hundred games in two years. I'm 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 hoping that Lonzo finds his way to us. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd literally be what they need. And I think he's um, gonna become a better shooter. I don't know about free throws, but regular shooting, I think, will be all right. I honestly might. Like if we had to give up six in in this deal to get Lonzo, I honestly may. I would do that from the Suns. I'm not excited about like I like Kobe White, but that's like. Yeah, I kind of I'm starting to like really like Kobe White. Kobe White's good. I think he's gonna be good. I yeah, feel like it's like 
he's the type of guy that people overanalyze. Like he can yeah. score the ball and he can shoot. And that's what people want. Like I don't get yeah. it. Yeah, I feel that. That's true. That is, that is really true. I think yeah. I and obviously I was I was hurt that we that we weren't in the top four, uh, because like now we're not gonna have the option of Garland. But then like I was thinking to myself, like I don't like I don't know anything about Garland besides what basketball references told me he did in the five games at Bandy. I don't know anything other like yeah his numbers in five games look nice like shooting like 11 for 23 from three but like I really don't know any like and obviously like I I know what his like prospect breakdown is but mm-hmm. why is why is why is Garland better than Kobe White to me like I watched Kobe White ball out on like the big stage multiple times you know well my hot take is what does uh Garland do better than Carson Edwards he's bigger not that much bigger. I feel like he's gotta be, gotta be big. Like he's two inches taller, but he also has like a six-two wingspan. Uh, Edwards has a six-six wingspan. Really? Neither a good passer. Yeah, what, Edwards is like a really weird. He's a really weird build. He's like super stocky, but he has pretty long arms. He is super stocky. He's like a, he's like a bowling ball. Yeah. So what? But, like, just, but like both are just like both can pull up definitely. Um, Edwards is more of a tracker. Edwards is also older. Uh, he's like two years older. But neither are great passers. Like Garland averaged like I mean he only played five games, but he only averaged like three assists. Um, yeah, yeah, he's only two. Yeah, I mean, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm with you in the sense that Carson Edwards is like one of those guys that, like. He's just has been an absolute baller in college. Not only has been he's been an absolute baller, he did it in the tournament. Not only did he do it in the tournament, he did it for three years in one of the better conferences in America. So, like, why is he like projected to be a late first or maybe even an early second? I'm saying guy? it's and like Purdue. Purdue has been the top ten offensive efficiency for two straight years, and they don't have that much talent, from what I read. I don't uh, like watch that much college. Like yeah. they're not like they're not talented in like a lot of scores. I'll say. All right. Yeah, it's that's like, fair. Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of with you in the fact, like, I think Carson Edwards is probably going to end up being, like, a top 15 player out of this draft. Yeah, I guess – I'm I really guess. high on him. Even, like, all the stats, like, tell me I shouldn't other than, like, his scoring. But, like, when I just watch him, like, this dude's going to, like, ball out. In the NBA. Well, uh, I feel like six foot to six two is, like, a big difference, though. I feel like – yeah. But he gets, like – I don't know. When he shoots, he gets, like, really good lift, it seems. Yeah. I don't know. He goes cold. When he goes cold, he goes. When he goes cold. cold is rough. It's definitely yeah. rough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think he's. I think whoever snags him is. I think it's definitely going to be a good pick. Like, yeah, but him uh, and Jerome are like the two point guard. This is a bad class. It's a. I don't like this class at all, honestly. This class has good wings, but like they don't have that many good point guards. They don't have that many good centers. I think. Yeah, I think it's an. I think it's an interesting class in the sense that like, a lot of the guys were like ballers. Like, I feel like a lot of the times, like, 12, maybe, not 12 through 30, maybe just, like, the back half of the first round. It's always, like, guys, like, you haven't, like, really, like, heard of too much. Mm-hmm. Whereas whereas this, like, 18 through 30, it's, like, Tyler Hero, Grant Williams, like. Yeah, these are, like, big guys, like, big yeah. college guys. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, Chuma, Chuma Okeke. Yeah, Okeke, yeah. Okeke. Um, yeah, and, like, Edward, Gafford. Gafford's predicted, like, Late first, early second. He was I think, dude, Gafford was supposed to be like if he he was like supposed to be like last year. I think he could have gone like yeah, he could have gone like eighteen or something. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do a uh put together a uh doing the first round this year like with all the picks, but adding last year's prospects into it and like how the how I think the draft would play out. Do you think Zion would go first last year? Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, I one hundred percent. If yeah. if um, yeah, like if yeah, they had, if, if everyone's like not even taking into account what people have done in the NBA this year, like because if you did that, then I think maybe Doncic is the best, arguably. Uh, but yeah, I think if it's just just looking off what they did in college, I think Zion would be one. And I but I, then that's where it gets interesting because I think Zion would be one. But then I, I think you'd have Aiton go, and then. I mean, you could throw Morant and Barrett in there, but then after that, like I think I think Doncic should definitely go over those two. 
Yeah, but I, I think out of the top ten, you'd only get three players from this Drew's draft and like the other. Oh, definitely, seven. yeah. Because you still have Trey. You have, um, bon- I think Bombo would be like Bombo a, would definitely like Bombo is getting a lot of hype. I know. Yeah. He, I mean, he's still on pretty high, but like people thought he can go like three. Bagley, yeah. Bagley was super. Bagley, JJ, yeah. Who yeah, went seven last year? Oh, uh, Wendell. Wendell. I feel like Wendell might go after the top. Um, yeah, Garland, God, could, RJ. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I might start putting that together because I think you have like Porter. Like you have Porter and Bull Bull, which is like two. Like, Bull Bull dude, I think Bull Bull is going to be probably, like, but I, th- like, I don't know about I don't know. Dude, I think if he goes to Atlanta, that'd be nice. How do you not look at Bull Bull's like college stats and not be like, holy shit? Because it was for it was like nine games. Yeah, but still, like, like I, I mean, he has a chance to be like insane, but I think like, he's like he's so skinny. I think the he injury- got hurt. Well, he's not that skinny. He's two thirty-five. He's two oh eight. Oh, Basketball Reference has two thirty-five at the combine because he lost weight. I guess he can uh, put it back on. Well, but like, what does the ringer say? Let me see. Tankathon is two oh eight. I'm looking at it right now. Bull Bull, yeah, he's two oh eight on the ringer. Like he's the same as Cam Reddish. <laughs> yeah, but but all right. Um, so if he was at two thirty-five, I I mean, uh, he was. But probably still, like he doesn't. He moves well, but he doesn't like defend well. Dude, he sh- dude. He but he can 30, block shots at the at the very bare minimum. He can like block shots. Yeah, he went twenty one and ten is a rim protector and shot fifty two percent on three three threes a game. Yeah, it's yeah, like I'm t- I'm torn on him. No, uh, I'm t- I'm t- if I'm the Hawks, I'm taking. I'm. T- I'll, I'll say this. I'll I say consider this. him at eight. If I'm, I'm the Hawks, I'll definitely take him at ten. Jackson Hayes, I'm taking Bull Bull. Oh, I don't think they're gonna take Jackson Hayes. Everyone keeps saying he's gonna they're gonna get Jackson Hayes. I think but Jackson like, Hayes. If you is look at top, what they do, they like. Top. They need a shooting five. Yeah. And John he, Collins like, doesn't really stretch. Yeah. And they need a big guy. Like, I mean, Hayes will be good, I think. He'll be like a Jared Allen type. Um, I think he, I think he's going to drop that. I think it's going to be – I think he's going to go like – I think the Celtics might take him. Yeah, I could see that. But then so, again, they have like Williams. They have Robert Williams. Uh, I think so. I wouldn't – I probably wouldn't like hold on a draft pick because of Robert Williams. But, I think I – think I, start, I started thinking of – you can't think about Bull Bull at seven because of what the Bulls have drafted. But yeah, I think once eight rolls around, you gotta like really start thinking about taking Bull the Bull. Wizards. Might I mean what, what? Um, I think he'd be perfect for the Wizards. Honestly, just just got in the scenario, in the situation. What uh, what is like? Has he been able to like work out for teams and stuff? Like, what is the? Experience? Um, I'm not sure. Because if he, I don't if think he so. Got, yeah, I was I was gonna say because if he goes in and like, just like wows a team in, in an individual workout, I, I could see someone just being like, "Yeah, we're we're taking you if you're if you're there at 11. Do you think he would have gone like top five if he was healthy? I think if he, I feel like he's definitely like if these nine games. What is Culver gonna do in the NBA? I don't know what Culver's gonna be at all. Like I don't. I'm think not a big Culver guy at all. I feel like he's gonna be like, like a bad Nick, like what Nick Batum is now, pretty much. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's, that's like not, not good. It's not bad, but it's not like. I think he's. I think he's a three and he's a three and D guy. But he's not a good shooter though. Yeah, he's emphasis on the D, and he's not gonna be. He's not gonna be a great three point shooter. He's gonna be like a weird. Kind of like, like a Winslow, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit smaller Winslow. He's gonna be like a good, a solid lockdown defender. I, he he kind of almost might be like Josh Jackson the first couple of years. Yeah, maybe. Like just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I just don't like this draft. I don't know. There's just something. Yeah, the top weird. is definitely, definitely weak for sure. Um, all right, well, we, we'll definitely record a pod uh, before the draft. AD will probably be on the move by then. Um, and we'll see who ends up with the fourth pick. Uh That'll be interesting because if the Pelicans really do are trying to move the fourth pick once or if they do get it from the Lakers, it would be interesting to see who it goes to. Because mm-hmm. the top three are basically locked in and four is kind of where it starts to change. It's kind of more on need, whether you need a guy like Garland or... Hunter I would probably take Garland, honestly. Actually, I mean... It depends. It's, I think it depends what team. Like, they would need, if, it's the Lake, if they get four from the Lakers and they get like Ingram and Lonzo, they need a shooter like badly. I'd take Hunter. Yeah, probably. I think a lineup of Alonzo, Drew. I but think then, then they also need like a 
They had needed like a five. I don't think Zion should play the five. Bull ball, take bull ball at four. <laughs> trade trade eight and four for eight and ten. And then, <laughs> I feel like the Suns, uh, the Hawks would do it honestly. If if they fall in love with like uh, I don't need Garland. Col- I don't know. It'd be Culver would be good fit with like the Hawks. Yeah, yeah, he would. yeah, yeah I mean, no. the Hawks just kind of need Culver. They kind of just the Hawks have like Herder, Trey Young, Hunter would be good in the Hawks. I think the Hawks at eight and ten, the Hawks are taking a center. One of those picks is going to be a center. Maybe like Reddish in a center. I don't know where yeah. Cam Reddish is going to go. I think he's going to go seven to if the, we take Kobe White. Small forwards though, like they have Porter. Who Levine? Porter. What Porter? Oh, Otto Porter. Otto Porter. Yeah, I don't think you. I don't think you. Eh. It. I think it. All, it kind of all depends how like these certain teams rate these guys. Because mm-hmm. they're all just kind of like interchangeable, and I think it'll be interesting where Doombia goes. I think. I feel like he's gonna go to the Wizards. Yeah, I think that's. I think. I think the Wizards it's should like take a flyer on a guy like Doombia. Yeah, they, just, or yeah they need to. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I think we should wrap this one up, and then we'll have a deep dive draft podcast uh, maybe like the 18th, two nights before. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, anything you want to add about going forward on the finals or AD or KD or anything? Um, no, I think I got it all off. So Yeah, I feel it'll definitely be a interesting game six in Oracle. I think, honestly, uh, for, for the Warriors, you're probably glad they don't have home court advantage because I think ha- them having a uh, game six at home is huge mm-hmm. um, rather than having win being in the same situation and winning five at home and then having to go to Toronto. Uh, all right. But this has been another edition of the SQ sports podcast, obviously hit the blog up SQ sports.wordpress.com. Um, we're doing the top 30 prospect rankings. we got about eight to go and we'll release another mock. We've already released two. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening. Peace.